When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Boarding Party's D&D campaign. Featuring Bentley Woods. CJ. D. Blackwater. Milo Reuter. And Phoebe Wilhelm. I'm Drew, the Game Master for the Laris region. Monty and the Rooter crew set out towards Watalanga to take on Diego and continue their gym circuit, while Milo journeys through the Scion Tunnels to parlay with a Snake of Stones. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back. I am once again joined by Monty, a bird, and Milo, Caca. a boy, hello, in two different places at once. When last we left our bird friends monty and the group took on alluvia gym they battled chat hot and earned monty a baron badge with some skillful coaching a little bit of luck and a lot of bit of power from shimmer resulting in shimmer doubling in size from tiny to small and evolving into a flechinder so sick learning an actual fire move <laughs> and as you set off from Alluvia. Mm -hmm. We'll get into Milo in a bit. But you know the drill by now. This is the second time this has happened. Your safety is not guaranteed. Monty, you and I believe Titania had wanted to have a convo yes. during your flight over to Watalonga. Correctamundo. As you take off from Alluvia following your celebration of your victory... Titania stays out, everybody else hops back into the sort of male tube that I'm imagining is <laughs> like a poster tube just full of Pokeballs. Yeah, and they just go, Wee, and they shrink on the way. Yeah. <laughs> they all hilarious. just pop in there. Um, you and Titania set off in the east. The east. The east. The east. I don't know how I did into that. To the ether. <laughs> I got through the S and then put the the east. Anyways, you take off. Yes. You and Titania. Yes. And the two of them are flying side by side. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is weird. I didn't like it last time having a conversation with myself. Well, then don't. Okay. You could be Monty. Okay. <laughs> we'll just make it easier for you. Okay. You don't have to. Okay. At no point does anybody have to go, great idea, me. I agree, me. Okay. Yes, I am important. And also, you're very handsome. Why, thank you. I agree, and you're handsome as well. You don't have to do that. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Make it easier for you. Plus, Titania and Monty have been a bit at odds. Mm -hmm. So, 
It's fair. What did you want to talk about? So, uh, I'm, flight, of I'm lost. So, are you Titania right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay, okay. Got it. Mid-flight. So, okay. Uh, hey, I saw the um, intel you gave to Shimmer right before the fight. Mm, it's good intel. Yeah, it was. She put it to good use. Yeah, I was... I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was a little peeved. It felt like I was being undermined, but, mm. you know, the results speak for themselves. I thought you might feel that way in both aspects, so I went for it. Fair enough. Um, I am learning that I can't do this alone, mm. and this is indeed a team effort, and I... Would like it if you joined me on the coach side. Now, I know it sounds like maybe you won't, because I know you like to fight. I do. Yeah, and I know that that might be the preferred method for you, but I think between my overall strategies in terms of attack plans and your know-how in the what to do when you get there, so to speak, mm. that we can really uh, shape the team up and, and make everyone stronger for the better. Well, that was what we were tasked to do. It's true. When Dad let us free, <laughs> this is what he said. Yeah. So, I'll take your offer. Okay. And, and offer you a counter offer. Okay. I'll do this. I'll make everyone stronger with you. Mm-hmm. But you and I still have to mix it up with them. Can't ask them to do things we wouldn't do ourselves. Fair. I'm not being sidelined. No, for sure. And, and neither are you. And uh, honestly, if uh, speaking candidly, I did hear some of the others talking about the experience up in uh, Etiola. And uh, it sounds like a group effort anyway. So uh, we may need to uh, join the fray in that aspect. We'll get you some experience in field command. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just kind of keeping that in the back of my head. And that, that one might be the last one we hit. But uh, then Monty's going to go into what he remembers because he also participated in the, the Watalonga fight. Waddy, 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 waddy. And mm -hmm. kind of uh, explain to Titania there's a lot of uh, water, sand, dirt, mud, you name it. Um, you know, the terrain is difficult, which isn't as big a deal for us flyers. I don't think strategically Eunice is a solid choice for this. Uh, <laughs> but curious from your standing who you might recommend for such a challenge. Well, if it's, uh, if it's a bunch of derby types, let me pull up your team. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can give you an answer. There's 63 of you. Uh, yeah, I'm curious what you think she would pick. Because she would go, well, obviously Wadsworth would be the, the dead ringer, but he's not here, so. Yep. So, of the group, I think that Titania would probably advocate for um, Moonraker. I was going to say. 
It's gonna say Moonraker. Looking through, probably Moonraker. Um, did she fight with uh, Boomer? Because Titania fought with Boomer. Yeah. I don't think so. Mm. All right, then she probably wouldn't throw that one out there. Yeah. Monty might. Yeah. But. So, uh, given their particular set of skills. Yeah. Quite I, literally. I agree. I think Moonraker's a solid pick for this one. Um, Boomer might be interesting here. Um, just because he has the advantage of being more airborne still, but uh, he also does have a very strong move in Bullet Seed, which mm -hmm. I think might help. And that's that's why I asked. I was like, if, if Titania has seen that happen, which I'll leave up to your discretion in their various times training, mm -hmm. if she's seen that in action, she's smart enough as a, as a battler and a show woman mm -hmm. to be like, that's a good show. So... I good show. I almost disagree in the sense that Boomer's a tank and he's like there to take hits for others yeah. and retaliate in that it might be kind of boring. Yeah. But so, I like I like the idea and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Titania being the in the field person mm -hmm. is not looking at like, well, you're more meant to take hits. She's yeah. like, you can do that thing and yeah. that's really showy. Yeah. Like that's okay. that's big splashes of damage fair, if fair. you hit. Where Monty would be like, well, I like Boomer better to defend. Yeah. And Boomer would probably agree. Yeah. But again, we're so, here to bounce ideas. So that brings us to our third pick. Um, I wouldn't put Arjan or, frankly, Howell in this fight because it's a very large type disadvantage. Yeah. And although Arjan is not the most battle inclined, I'm still kind of tempted to uh, include him just in case things don't go the way they do in the future. And I'm looking at Green Gate easy mode for him. <clears throat> um, and potentially the medium one for that. Um, and unfortunately, I don't believe Howell can compete in Green Gate at all. So I have to find somewhere else for him to shine, which might be... So you have a loophole in Howl, okay. in that as long as you don't use Ignition, okay, he is technically not fire-infused. Okay. So we'll revisit that. There's a there's a weird loophole with Howl. So there's no Arjan for this fight, and there's no Eunice. We agree with that. So that brings us to bringing out Shimmer again, or uh, Violet, or... Because um, Violet has been in there before, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Or... There's Derby again, and where this is honestly his element. So if there's any sort of sandstorm or yeah, sandstorm type deal, he would actually thrive. Mm -hmm. So the question now becomes: If we bring Moonraker for sure and potentially Boomer, do we yeah. bring Derby for his weather inclination, or do we bring Violet to allow her the salty runback of sorts? And I. Everyone loves a good comeback story. Yep. And I really don't know of the two. I like I like the Moonraker Boomer pair. Mm -hmm. But then, do you allow Derby to thrive in his element, or do you let Violet run it back? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Violet does have. Does have the leaf blade, yeah, and the grass typing. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. As long yeah. as you don't draw that blade. Yeah. No, I know that. It's just, uh... Alright, so Monty would leave it up in the air. Okay. And I think Titania would go for Violet because it's the good story. Yeah. And, um... In a world-ending scenario, we might not be in an environment where you get to thrive. So giving Derby experience where he gets to operate at his peak maybe isn't the best mm. um, learning experience. Fair. So she would suggest Violet. Okay. And yeah, that I would. I would picture in my head Titania just runs through your team and finds type advantages, mm -hmm. and is just like, well, you can do more damage with this. Or, exactly, Violet, like, hearing that Violet has been here before and was robbed at the gates, she's like, give her another chance. Put her in. Put her in, coach. Like, last time she was here, she was a squishable bug. <laughs> now, she's made of steel. She's made of sterner stuff. Okay. And as much as she would be like, no, we should totally put Derby in there, Monty, I agree. Monty would be like, listen, where we're headed, he's not going to have the opportunity to automatically be set up, yeah. surrounded in mud, unless we park him in like a bog. Yeah. It's not going to be that easy. So those are fair, those are fair assessments. But as your flight continues... You start to reach the area where Lake Lahana's banks have burst. Oh, snap. And the Green River itself is now a sprawling expanse of a waterway. Whoa. That bottlenecks in a secondary sort of lake area where Monty remembers Watalonga should be. And as you kind of fly overhead, Monty, you're looking for landmarks. Uh-huh. And there are none, because it's just water. But as you are flying from overhead, you mm -hmm. will get some good intel. Mm -hmm. um, there is a point on Route 105 where there is a wall of water mm -hmm. that goes about 15 feet up that pauses. Whoa. Like just floating there? Like there's just an pauses. invisible wall? Yes. As if it had hit glass okay and stopped and that stretches a pretty far way up the route until elevation kind of evens it out and the water level drops when the water level hits where it sort of should be for Lake Lahana that barrier seems to fade mm. but as you kind of fly over it you would have to pass through that area and there's no change you're almost expecting like a Windex commercial. Yeah. For you guys to just... But you go clean over and through. Um, the, the birds. Go ahead and throw a perception check. Out of... Curiosity. Oof. Oh, boy. Uh, Monty rolls real, real bad. Okay. He's probably deep in thought about who to bring. Yeah. Uh, he gets a seven. Okay. And Titania gets a 15. Okay. Um, Titania will sort of catch out of the corner of the eyes. You're flying over this. Plus, to be fair, it is a magical wall of water that you're flying over that probably calls a lot of your attention. Mm -hmm. um, as you're flying, 
Titania, you catch just the faintest glimmer of like a purple mane in the water. Kind of swimming about, just sort of maintaining this wall and carving around. And you see a couple Elgium sort of just being dissolved in its wake oh, in that cool. water. Okay. And every once in a while while you're flying over, that wall will just sort of lash out, grab an Elgium, and rip it in. And just, poof, just detonate them underwater. Uh, yeah, they will discuss if it's even safe to land here and look around to see if there's any signs of uh, friendliness or if maybe something happened here that maybe we don't want to uh, engage in. Well, carrying from the initial shock, uh-huh. uh, Titania, you and Monty do pick up on some some lively jamboree music. Okay, it's good. From the one building that you can still see because it is floating atop this newly burst lake slash river. It's the Cajun Crokinaw. Jeez. Floating and lively. Completely full of just people, music, dancing, lights. And the only other building you can really see other than a few like spired and sort of steepled roofed housing. Uh-huh is a massive concrete rectangle where the gym still is, but more was. And you can see a big skylight on the top, and there's still lights on from inside, Okay. but only the roof is really exposed. And it's okay. about two feet above. Uh, Monty is going to advise, they're going to fly down to check the Cajun Croconaut to see if they can see Maestro. Yeah. Because in... If memory serves, Maestro can speak a smidgy bit of English. He can. And if anything was helpful in the last town, it was Chatot. So mm-hmm. if they can have an interpreter to explain why they're here. Yeah. And potentially make sure it's okay for them to be here. Yeah. That might be the the way to go. All right. Monty, as you and Titania come in for a landing, you see a, uh, a familiar figure to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Remy. He's a similar hat to yours. Uh, with a with a very large feather kind of poked out of there. And he's just kind of helping people and critters of all shapes and sizes make their way in. He gets them seated. He gets them fed. The general vibe in here is a very cautious optimism that the people of Wadalonga are very well known for. But Monty's pretty insightful. He picks up on it pretty quick. These folks have just been through a flood that took... Everything. everything and they're just waiting it out because what else can you do Fair enough. and that's remy's vibe is he's helping people in hey come sit down please have food drink whatever you need it is it is welcome for you here please have a seat if you need lodging there's plenty of space and he's just kind of helping them in as you guys land on the patio you're like yo is this like is this is this chill yeah and you see a little a little whooper kind of walk up hey dude hey what's up Hi there. You guys uh, need some food or something? Uh, no, I think we're, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, come on, I'll get you set up. Okay. Uh, my name's Flynn, by the way. Hey, Flynn. Nice I to meet you. I chose that name for myself. I'm That's quite cool. proud. Nice. That's a cool name. Come on down. Okay. What's up, Scooter? And you see another little whooper is over there kind of playing a harmonica <laughs> with no hands. And he's like, hey, dude. It's funny. Head on down to here. 
We'll get you set up with the maestro. Perfect. Get you some food. Love it. That's who we were looking for. Come sit at the bird table, man. I call it that because that's where you'll be sitting. Okay. And he just sticks at a little empty table. It's about Monty's size, so Titania, you are just okay. comically can, can towering over. Can you send over. out the rest of the team for some food? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, the Krogana is massive. It's okay. a big, big place. Uh, but as you guys are kind of walking, um, throw just like two or three perception checks and add like a normal amount. Add like four or five. <laughs> normal amount. Yeah. Because uh, really, some of you really, are better really than bad. others. Really bad. Okay. Four, Fifteen is the best. Okay. Um, a couple of your uh, of the the squad feels some gentle bumps in the floor. Just okay. like a boom, boom, okay. boom. Um, but you don't think too much of it as you kind of sit down at the table catch the familiar green and blue of Maestro. As Excellent. Flynn just kind of shouts out, hey, I got a bird table. I'm, I'm going to leave now. Just kind of walks away. He's like, thank you, Flynn. I guess I don't. Okay. Here are some familiar faces. Hello. 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 Good to see you again. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you... Please forgive the brain. Your names escape me. Uh, fair enough. I don't know if you remember... This little friend, though. And he'll point to Arjan. My little cooking friend, Arjan! Pleasure to see you again. And he's good just... to see you, too. <laughs> oh, it is good to see familiar faces. Tell me you were not uh, caught up in the wake of the flood. No, no, no. Um, you are here for pleasure, then? For, just for fun? We actually... Came here, uh, the, uh, Milo, the, the trainer I've been traveling mm. with, uh, tasked us with taking on the gyms again. Ah, and uh, so you will be looking for Diego. Yeah, is he? Is it seems like stuff's kind of messed up though. Are they even doing gym challenges? I, from what I have seen of him, he could use the distraction. Okay, fair enough. But surely you are hungry from your flight in. I imagine for sure. Yeah. Uh, let us let us see the general food vibe is a little different, but you like spicy, right? Sure. That is good. That is what we have. Okay. Do you want to go cook with a Marjan? Marjan's Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Back in his element, I imagine. Yep. All right. He'll, uh, he'll take Arjan back. They're making a nice, uh, it's just this big crock pot full of just gumbo. Yeah. It, exactly. It's just everything that they have on hand in this huge set of pots in the kitchen. He's like, there is not much left to sort of cook, but you are welcome to add your personal flair. Thank you. You know your your friend's palates better than I do. I'm trying. And uh, he'll add a dash of spices from what he's got. <laughs> <laughs> like a little flower boy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. As you and uh, as you and Maestro kind of start filling up some bowls, um, a bunch of whoopers come running in, and they just kind of scoop it onto their little heads, and they just flatten down <laughs> as the bowl kind of presses in there, and they start walking out. Bird table, bird, bird table. There it is. There's there's not all birds. Hello. <laughs> and they just kind of start sliding bowls down to each of your team members. And then lastly, Arjan and Maestro walk out with his. Nice. They sit down. And Maestro will tap his claws down. So you were here for Diego. 
Yes. Uh, fill your bellies. I will go and fetch him. Okay. Would Would you be willing to kind of translate for me in terms of why we're here? And... Of course. Okay, thank you. I, I appreciate it very much. He'll kind of rise from his feet. He's like, take your time to eat. I think he may be in the back somewhere. I will take a look. And he'll just kind of skadoodle away. Remy's sort of making his rounds. You see a lot of familiar faces. For Monty, it would be... It, it's just a sea of humans. Mm-hmm. You sort of recognize... Like, you could easily find Milo, mm-hmm. the Tots. Yeah. Everybody else is pretty much like a distinctive article of clothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you find Remy from the hat yeah. and the cloak. You're yeah. like, we've met him before. Yeah. Remy. Got it. There's a lot of people that you can't place that for, but you're like, you look kind of familiar. We've been here, but it's been a long time. I kind of remember the general vibe, but a lot of the folks here just sort of start to blend together to Monty's eyes. Okay. He's not really able to discern like That's fine. anybody specific until Diego comes around the corner. Okay. As the team's kind of filling up on some spicy gumbo. <laughs> gumbo, baby. Uh, Diego swivels around. Well, now that's a <laughs> that's a surprise, isn't it? Look at all these guys as Maestro's like Challenge. No kidding. You guys are here for a gym challenge. Squaw. <laughs> he says yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know how you got here, but if we can get over to the gym, walk there, mm-hmm. swim. Okay. You know, Maestro's like, he says yes. He's willing to okay. to challenge you. Yeah, we just I, have to get you there. Yeah, as long as he's kind of aware that it's it's just us. Like we don't have a trainer. We're we're no trainer. Oh, he's gonna see if he remembers some of these faces. No trainer. Could have sworn I've seen you guys before. Some of you, I recognize. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, he can. I'll. He'll point to himself. Violet and Arjan. And he'll look down and goes, Milo. Yes. He's okay, right? There's mm-hmm. not. Yep. It's not a bad thing. No training. You're just on vacation or something. Yep. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Great. Uh. Yeah. The. Uh, just visiting. Yeah. Did you ever? Have you? Did you ever come across? Uh. Wymond. Wymond Coover the Tangela. Let me check. Let me check the. Let me check the Wymond. The Wyman verse. It's like the Cinder verse, but a little different. Um, yeah, that funny little uh, Tangler. He came through a while ago. He uh, he had a bit of a rough go, but he said he'd be back. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, well, are you guys ready now? Like- um. I, going by the vibe, is it kind of like dinner time? No, no it's okay. kind of just there's still people being kind of ferried in. Okay, more or less. Um, a lot of people are going out to sort of what's left of their house, diving and yeah. getting what they can. And so uh, Monty to Maestro would just say, "We would just like to like digest for an hour, and then we'll be ready." Okay. Food take time. Oh yeah, no. Okay. Um, tell you what. I'll head over there. I'll start getting it all set up for you. Um, Maestro, will you figure out how to explain a double battle 
or a single battle to them. And Maestro's like, one or two at a time. One or two at a time. You can bring one for three or four for two. Huh? Three for one, four for two. If you bring... Oh, I got it, got it, got it. Okay. Bring three, use we'll one. Bring, we'll bring four for two. Four for four two. Four for two. Double battle, perfect. Four for two. Okay. Right. Um, I'll see you over there when you're ready. We'll just be on the roof. Can't miss it. It's right there. Beautiful. And he'll just kind of head on out and you see a quagsire just walk over. Hey, Diego, you need a swim? <laughs> yeah, man. Can we can give you everything? Absolutely. Just hauls him onto his back and then just plonks in the water. Oh, my and just God. Nice. And off they go. Sweet. All right. Well, um, Monty and uh, Titania will look at each other and just go, Derby? Derby. <laughs> All right. And they will enjoy the rest of their food. Mm -hmm. They will uh, chat to some of the locals. Just fun small talk, not anything. Okay. Uh, inquisitory and in, enjoy just an hour or so of team time before heading over team time to the gym. Okay. Um, for anyone that needs it, there are quagsire fairies all around. Okay. Ready to haul you on over there free of charge. They okay. just, they seem to be working for pretzels and cheese effectively. Okay. Uh, small deviation everyone's gonna go over there and watch again however arjan would like to stay in the kitchen for help the out time cooking. being and help out some cooking because when do you have this opportunity exactly maestro will kind of walk you back and he's like i have a whole suite of new spices i can show you <laughs> <laughs> and you can see he still has the kind of like fungal oh, and plant yeah, yeah. growths on his arm and he's like and i have been keeping on to these just in case i ran into a fellow Lover of the culinary arts prior to the flood. All right, let's learn some tricks. Yeah. All right, so what we'll do is we'll intermittently, we'll check in on Arjun, see okay. how he's doing. Sweet. As we swim our way over to the gym, mm -hmm. you see Diego standing on the roof of the gym. Mm -hmm. There is a big, like, plexiglass skylight, so you can see down inside. It's still perfectly intact. There's just not a way to get in from the roof. Gotcha. So Diego just kind of stands out there. And thrown out on the roof, just kind of waiting for you, is a sand slash sharpening its claws mm -hmm. and a marowak. Still holding like a massive bone with a kind of chunk missing out of it. As they all see you approach and they're like, You are just friends. You are free friends. Uh, you don't. Oh, we, we have, have. You don't have a. We, yeah, we have person. a. We have a person that we travel with. Oh. Yeah, he's just, uh... He's busy. Yeah. Okay. And, and we're... We're capable to do this stuff on our own. That is actually, like, really cool. <laughs> Thank you. We have only seen, like, one other come in. Little noodle man. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had nice shoes. <laughs> yeah, he does have cool shoes. Well... Uh, hopefully you guys can travel some after this. It doesn't seem like there's yes. a lot here now. We have been itching for a battle. All right. There hasn't been a lot of challengers since the river sort of 
like burst. Fair enough. And we've been cooped up in the building. So we're excited. Thank you. Yeah. For the opportunity. No, to thank fight. you. Let's have some fun. Let's have a good a good match. Agreed. Okay. Well, Diego said we're doing doubles, so we'll be up first. Okay. So, when you're ready. Okay. Are we just fighting on the roof? Mm -hmm. All right. Fair enough. And uh, there's a bunch of, like, quagsires and whoopers that just start to appear. There's a couple low tads, some ludicolos that are just bobbing in the water to watch. So is it, the gym is submerged. The gym is submerged, but the, hasn't... but the roof is okay, up. So but we're... the doors have held so okay, far. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. So you're fighting on a roughly 60 by 40 roof space. Okay. If anybody were to fall off thematically or otherwise, the whoopers and stuff are there to help put you back in. Okay. So that nobody, they don't want anybody to drown. Or if you have like a Charmeleon in the, if the yeah. flame on its tail goes out, it'll die. It'll die. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, they're going to look at each other again and uh, they're going to sub out Derby. Okay. Um, darn. There's not much of a... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as it is right now. I'm gonna make a pivot in the moment. Okay. Because they they're not going out right now. It's just two of them going out right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know what I'm gonna do. As everything is in position, who's coming out first? Uh, for out Squad? first is going to be Moonraker and Boomer. Moonraker and Boomer. Okay. Let's go ahead and roll a bunch of initiative. Okay. As as the squads square up on the roof, initiatives have been rolled. The Marowak and the Sand Slash across the roof from you. Moonraker, you take your position right alongside Boomer. The Marowak is up first. The Marowak, prior to the last time you were here, seems to have a little bit of a grasp on its anger. Okay. Seems to have been perhaps maybe humbled over time. <laughs> Who knows? Fair enough. But what it's going to do is it takes a moment to breathe quite deeply. And energy begins to just kind of swirl around it as it focuses. Okay. With a focus energy. Okay. Boomer. Boomer will is <laughs> Boomer is going to do a uh, fly up to both of them and do a feather dance. Okay. So they have to do a dex save. A dex save. Memory serves they're not. Uh, they're pretty okay at those. Okay. Marowak throws. It's corked. Uh, that's a crit. Marowak Die. is okay. Sand Slash gets a... 14 plus 1 is a 15. Okay, they both succeed. They are both okay. All, All right. right. Feathers begin to spray about them, and they manage to just kind of avoid. For now, they're like, 
This man just shedded a bunch of feathers in front of me. I don't know what to do with that information. The and Slash, on account of you're now just like right up on it, is just going to attempt the secondary part of Dig. Okay. Which is not super great, because even if he hits you, he's going to do half damage, because he's ground boy. Um, that's really good. That is in the 20s. Okay. That is 1d10 ground damage halved. And it's an 8 halved down to 4 to Boomer. Because ground... Ground is truly not the best typing when facing flying. Um, nope. As he kind of just carves his hands on up and slings a bit of mud towards you, it just... skirts off the side. And you're beginning to realize... You know what, Monty? Let's let's make it a teachable moment. Montgomery, mm-hmm. while you're on the sort of sidelines, surveying the field, give me an insight check from that first, just that first couple interactions. Six. The roof is clean. Okay. You're starting to put pieces together. Moonraker. Good luck. Do your thing. Have at it. Okay. Moonraker is, to have too much fun. is going to go for a water gun okay. on the Marowak. Yeah. Uh, and the conversations that were had, I'm just going to throw this out there, is similar to Derby not wanting to just be like fully primed in his element. Yeah. Um, we were, uh, we told Moonraker to, for the moment, unless we deem otherwise, to abstain from doing red sky morning to create heavy rain because this town has undergone enough rain also fair yeah uh not really the nicest thing to do and let's see how we can do without that boost however we're gonna go for water gun first because we have the choice specs and on the first range attack we get a plus two to hit a plus one to dive damage very good so um and then just so it's out there um the marowak as you may or may not remember has battle armor so crits are normal okay but so it's out there uh, 22 to hit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we're going to do 3d6 water damage. Huh. 5, 10, D6 11 water, damage. water so 11, damage. Which is actually 22. Um, you immediately size up the Marowak and you're like, I've sparred with Manny before. I wonder if his left leg slides out as well. And you kind of snipe him in the knee, and he kind of drops down, and then you hit him again, like square in the face, as the Marowak kind of slides back to the corner, dragging the bone for stability as it kind of arches back up to its feet. It's going to... Good show. It's going to turn this, this opportunity to kind of fling itself with the bone out towards... Um, it's going to head out towards Moonraker with a bone rush as it kind of swings out towards you and then just kind of snaps out that little secondary bone attachment and comes in for 1d4 plus 1 attacks. But they all deal grand damage, so... He's coming in for 3 attacks. Okay. And each one deals plus 2 damage and then is halved because of focus energy. So 3 attacks. Uh, Wow! 18, 14, 13, plus four on each. That makes the lowest one a 17 to hit Moonraker. Wow. However, each one deals six damage, but cut down to three. So you take nine damage total, Moonraker. 
Okay. Um, does water also reason? No. Okay. Never mind. All good. So, yeah, the Marowak leaps out towards you, Moonraker, and just three quick hits, but you're able to use the sort of lightness of your body to just roll with the hits. Kind of nice. diving out of the way as Titania's like... How much did you say total? Sorry. Um, 6, 12, 18, 9. You take 9. And then uh, it's Boomer again. All right. Back to Boomy Boy. All right. Um, King Boomer. All right. Monty is going to tell Boomer to do a feather dance. Okay. Titania is going to tell him to do a bullet seed. Okay. And so we'll say evens, he listens to Monty. Odds, he listens <gasps> to Titania. We got a little bit of toe stepping. Okay. I like it. Uh, natural one, which is odds, which yeah. would be bullet seed. Okay. So he's going to go for a bullet seed. Where He's going to be making five attacks. We're also going to be going at the Marowak. Okay. Um, because you kind of spin around, turning your back momentarily to Sand Slash to see Marowak behind you. Yeah. They were like told to, to double on, okay. take one out. A double on pole. So here comes five bullet seed attacks. Five bullet seed attacks. Woo! Uh, we have... The lowest is a 13. The 13 misses. The 14? Hits. Okay, so, so 14 and above is good. Four hits and a crit. But there's no dice here, so that each one just so does two, two yeah. damage. So what we do is two, four, they six. do two, but it's grass to ground, uh -huh. so they do four. Uh -huh. So the crit would do eight. Okay. So, how many, so just so, add four. Uh, four, eight. eight, 12, 20 total. 20 total. Okay. Very good. So you deal 20 more damage to the Marowak, who is just peppered in the back of the helmet. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, he's got battle armor. Yeah. So he gets four oh, back. gotcha. So that's fair, okay. Fair point. That's all right. Um, as, you're, as you're kind of pelting into the back, one hit is like square in the apricot. And you're like, <laughs> he's done. And instead, it just kind of shakes it off. Showing some pretty good wear and tear already, though. Uh, Boomer, as you finish your attack, the Sand Slash is like, nobody turns their back on me and just tries to get you. But he's not super good at hitting flying types, except for when the dice decide that he rolls really high. He is in the 20s yet again. So we have a D10, but halved yet again. Uh, it's one, halved to one. So you take one point of ground damage, uh, Boomer. As the Sand Slash is just trying to get through you and then suddenly realizing... You're very beefy. <laughs> You're very floofy, I should say. Not a lot of meat on the bones. It's a lot of feathers. Moonraker. All right. Moonraker is going to try to do yet another water gun. Okay. On the Marowak. <laughs> 12 to hit. No 12 good. misses. No Not good. by a lot, but it does miss. You spray some water on it, and it just... You manage to catch the sort of like obsidian skull that it wears, and it just doesn't quite puncture through. Um, as the Marowak spins Marrow back to you, see what I did there? Mm -hmm. It's gonna um, it's gonna go for a bone meringue, okay. and it's gonna bounce off the ground. So it bounces the larger club over the top, and it throws the smaller one to meet it. So oh. it's got. So what he has Clever. is he has one. Singular attack coming in. Oh, he put too much sauce in there. I think it's an 11 to hit you. Nope. Um, but 
it missed. So instead, you take two ground damage halved to one. As the bone, you dodge the one that's thrown at you instinctively, and the big one just skates off the back of your head as it's bouncing back. The two collide, and the Marowak catches it. Nice. Oh, baby. Boomer. Uh, okay, so it is Boomer's turn. It is Boomer's turn. turn. Okay. So, um, seeing that Moonraker uh, took a hit, mm-hmm. but it was, like, super piddly, we're okay. Uh, they'll make the judgment call that he can continue with Bullet Seed. However, should things change, he should do Feather Dance as originally intended. Okay. Uh, here we go. Bullet Seed. Five hits. We've got a... Oof. An 11. Misses. A 12. Misses. A 13. We need 14s and above. Okay, so two hits. Two hits. So that does... So another eight? Eight damage. Okay. We've crossed a threshold for Marowak. As you... You get it. You get a little. You, get, you start to see some wear and tear. These bullety seeds are kind of like digging into its back, creating these little welts, like a like a little wasp. You fold the paper over and put a thumbtack in there. Uh, very good, very good, Boomer. Sand Slash, um, seeing that he's struggling to do anything to Boomer, is going to kind of just run to the middle of the the roof and just let out a sandstorm. Okay. And it just kind of. Starts to whip around. Okay. Uh, we jump then to Moonraker. Okay. To our knowledge of this GM, this yeah. is not the only fight we're doing, correct? Um, so or do we not know that? Based on the vibe you're getting from Diego, you're basically just gonna do you're gonna do a double battle fighting through four. Given the state of Watalanga, yeah, his trainers are in no position to also fight. So it's just the two, or there's he has two more. He is he has two more, so okay. four total. So okay. it's your four versus his four. Okay. And when one one goes down, they sub in the next one and just keep going. Totally fine. Okay. So we're Moonraker is going to try to do uh, a. A red sky now. Okay. But try to focus it on the sandstorm. We just want to neutralize the sand. We okay. don't necessarily want to like cause a whole storm though. Okay. So we want to make it rain. Yes. To override, make it mud. Yes. Okay. Um, let's do let's do a thing. Let's do um like a contested roll. Let's play rollies. Okay. For whose weather is stronger, or do they fuse? Okay. <laughs> rollies. <laughs> Natural 20. Good lord. I rolled the amber die for that one. Um, So, rather than overriding the sandstorm, they are now just sort of both active, and the ground on top of the gym is beginning to become like mud. Okay. As a lot of that sand is starting to just kind of grit down and then get rained on and just... It's getting a little nasty out there. Okay. It's pretty cool, though. Bummer. Yeah. Um, Marowak, on account of it missed with Bone Meringue, is going to kind of stomp the ground twice and fling out real hard towards Moonraker. Okay. Um, because he missed with his last attack. Mm. 
Um, he gets, because he gets his bonuses for missing, he's got a 24 to hit you. Okay. Deals 1d8 plus 2d6, but it's all ground. So you're going to take half. Um, 1 plus 4 plus 3 is 8. Cut in half is 4. Okay. 4 points of damage. As the stomping tantrum subsides. Okay. Smacks you. Okay. We're, we need to go for damage. We need to catch up. So yeah. Boomer's going to try to do another bullet seed here. Okay. Um. Okay, so those definitely don't hit, but then we have a 17, an unnatural 20, and a 24. Holy cow, yeah. So that'd be 4, 8, 12 more damage. 12 more damage. We're closing in. Hey, boo-boo. All right. Marowak, in the traditional sense, is now mortally wounded. Uh, okay. But it's a gym, so it's okay. But it's not looking great anymore as some more bullet seeds come flying through. Boomer here like, Titania was very insightful. <laughs> this is quite effective. <laughs> My goodness. Um, the Sin Slash. Um, and for anybody wondering, no, I didn't forget the Sandstorm damage. Don't oh, worry yeah. about it. It doesn't do any. Um, it just beefs their stuff. I can roll that. We just did it. No, it's, no, it literally doesn't oh, hurt okay. you. It's a different kind of sandstorm. Got it. That, that's the hint. Um, the sand slash is going to kind of use the cover that it's in. Mm -hmm. um, and because of sand slash's newly reworked ability, he's going to use swords dance as a bonus action. Okay. So he's going to get plus four damage on all attacks, and if he crits you, it's an additional die. Okay. And then he's going to spring into action with a dig. Come carve up behind Boomer. He's rolling hot right now. That is a 21 to hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Dig does... Dig Dugs. Dig Dugs. He does... That's a 6 plus 4 is 10, but it's still halved down to 5. So you take 5 points of ground damage. Boomy boy. Okay. And then we jump on down from there back to Moonraker. All right, Moonraker is going to be given the unorthodox move to move a little bit out of the storm and try to do a gust on the storm. Oh, and try to like blow it away. Yeah. Okay. Um, give me another rollies. Okay, I believe in you. Ooh, eighteen. Natural one. Oh dude. my god. Okay. Moonraker, you're trying with all your might, but this sand slash is. Really just digging his claws into the roof and keeping the sand flowing. So you still have this weird, like, sandstorm with slick floor mm -hmm. going on. But as a bird, it bothers you zero. But you're unable to blow away the sandstorm. Okay. The marrow whack. Seeing what you're trying to go for. Same deal. Throws out the, the bone meringue, and this time it splits midair, and mm. they kind of carve around the side of you. Let's see if the big one hits. The big one. That's an 18. Okay. <laughs> For one. One halved to one. So you take one point of damage as the smaller bone kind of clocks into you, and the bigger one this time misses. And then they both just reform and fly back to him. Catches that club. Boomer. Okay. Boomer will live. Boomer will live. Boomer is going to do one more bullet seed. Okay. 
on the sand slash for okay. uh, on the sand slash or the marowak? Uh, marowak, sorry. Okay, fourteen's the lowest. They will all hit them. Boom. Um, 20, down twenty grass. Yeah, down will go the marowak. Good job, boomer. Good job, boomer. Boomer, 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 okay. boomer. So we can knock out marowak as popping onto the field is a familiar and horrifying face to you. It is a Steelix. Okay. It is Diego's Steelix. Okay. More specifically. Okay. Which, as Monty will remember, has all kinds of tricky fangs it yes, can do. Yes, it do. Yes, it um, And do. it is also immune to crits, as we may or may not remember. So, what we can do is we can hide Sand Slash. We can unhide Steelix. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the opposite of what I would do. I didn't even look. You're good. No, I, I hid um, Sand Slash instead of Marowak. Okay. There we go. So, yes, emerging onto the field is a Steel X. Um, however, initiative will carry on as it has been. So, Boomer, you just knocked out the Marowak. We jumped to the Sand Slash's turn. Okay. Um, the Sand Slash is going to just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and keep trying to harm Boomer okay. for better or worse. And he rolls this time, the lowest he has rolled so far is a 16. So you rolled a 16? Yeah. That doesn't hit. A 16 to hit you. Nope. Nothing doing. Carves out towards you, Boomer, and this time you just <laughs> you just floof a bunch of feathers up. And the Sand Slash is like, where'd he go? But you didn't go anywhere. You stood right in front of him the whole time. Moon. Moonraker. All right. Monty's going to make a judgment call and do sure. a swap for Violet. Okay. Who's, who is uh, Moonraker? Okay, Moonraker. So what we're going to do is on... I'm just assuming that'd be like his entire turn. And yeah, then... so basically Moonraker's going to pop out, and then Violet, you'll get a turn next turn. Yes. Which is pretty awesome, honestly. Uh, because you were at the bottom of the initiative order, Moonraker, uh -huh. when you get pulled back and Violet, you get sent out. Violet, you are now up. Oh, okay, sweet. Because uh, you have the highest initiative. Violet is going to Rock'em Sock'em Robots the Steelix with some Comet Punches. Oh, baby. And so we're going to do it. a little bit of this. Get a girl, get a, get a, get a girl. Um, just double-checking some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you will have the Focus Energy bonus. Yes. Okay. Straighten up, because last time mm -hmm. I really screwed the pooch. Okay. So, all right, Violet's going to focus energy up and go for some comet punches on the Steelix, making yeah. five attacks. Five attacks. Each one is a plus eight to hit. Yes. And each one deals 1d10 fighting damage, which, as we know, is very good. Um, it's immune to crits, right? It is. It Well, yes. It is, it'll do normal. So, 14. Uh, I know that I'm sure the 10 doesn't hit. Yes, the 10 will miss. Otherwise, 14's the lowest. Um, what's the next lowest after that? Uh, 19. Okay, then, yeah, those are all good. Because um, 14 will miss, but okay, 19 so three, is good. Three of those hits. Three of those hits. One of them would have been a crit. Alas, yes. we cannot. Um, so we are going to do some punches. Okay, gotcha. We're going to go punch, punch, uh -huh. punch. punch. Wow. Punch. Oh. That's oh. bad. Oh. Five fighting. Five fighting, which is doubled. Yes. To ten. Um, Could have done. 
In theory, 68. <laughs> yeah, the 10, 10 feels a lot less cool when you realize that you're doubling your damage. All right, so you, Violet, you pop out. You see the, the face of your nightmares from months ago, and you're like, I ain't the same scared little bug. And the Steelix goes, and I am not as fragile as I was. As you start punching, he's expecting your fists to just implode, but they don't. Because much like Wolverine, you're also a little bit steel sometimes, just not always. And as you're as you're punching in there, you make some dents, but you know you can do better. Yes. You know you can do better. Yes, yes. The Steel X looks down at you, and its jaw unhinges wide, and fire sparks out of it, and it's going to bite down towards you. Um, and it, it's a natural 20. Wow, Violet. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's two on the die, but it's two fire damage, which is uh -huh. double to four. Yeah. You are... Double weak. Yes, which means it's tripled, yeah. so you take 12. Good lord. However, in the same vein as your last turn, it could have been much worse. Yes, yes. It could have been 30. <laughs> as it bites down into you, Violet... For 12? Uh, for 12, yes. With a two on the die. Okay. Oh, spooky stuff. Okay. It bites down with you with a fire fang. And you're able to kind of fend it off. Just kind of <laughs> parry away the jaw after it kind of bites into you. And your, your newly reformed body mm -hmm. is very susceptible to flames. It is, however, also raining, which would just reduce the number of dice it rolls. But it only rolls one anyway. Uh, but bringing us down from Steelix, we jump down to Boomer now. Boomer, Boomer, you see a very big steel snake behind you. Yes. Boomer's going like, to try oh, no. to do a feather dance again. Okay. So we need a deck save. Okay. Um, favor. Sandy Boy, five. Okay. Steelix, uh, it's 12 on the die, plus two, so 14 uh, on the Steelix. He has, it's a DC 14, so I think he barely, okay. just it, barely, yeah. barely succeeds. He meets, he beats. That's so the, he manages oh, to. The one I want, Ted. He manages to resist the feather dance. All eyes on Violet. He's like okay. the rematch of the century. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, but uh, Sandslash is hit with it. So what? What does that do again? Uh, half damage on physical attacks. That oh no! <laughs> target creatures that are not you. So okay. if Sandslash tries to hit Violet. It's doing well, half damage. He's still pretty fixated on Boomer. I he and Boomer have been kind of battling it out for a while. Just trying to reduce Violet's. No, absolutely. Uh, Listen, it's yikes. the right decision regardless. Um, he's going to try to attack you. He's going to go for it. Okay. Um, he gets lower than last time, so he's going to miss. Okay. He swings out towards Boomer with your incredible AC, and he's covered in feathers, and he's really slow, and he's confused, and he's like, I can't take down this bird. Violet. Violet is going to punch the Steelix again. However, okay. because she's not needing to move, mm -hmm. she will activate her mirror image. Yes, mirror image. So that hopefully yeah, it does that's not good. hit. Okay. So we are going to do another comet punch to do six attacks this time. Okay. And I'm going to borrow this die. Jeez, oh, um, no. that's so bad. Uh, 11 there, 12 there, and then okay. 18 is the next lowest. Okay, same deal as last time. So four hits. There you go. Get it. 
Come on, Violet. Come on, Violet. Get violent. Three, four hits. Come on. Believe in you. Two to five, 11, 20 fighting damage, which would be double to 40. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Holy cow. Okay. Um, Violet, it's still not bloodied. However, 40 points of damage from a couple punches is not bad. As you cause some dents to form in the steel armor, the Steelix is like, I don't rotate the way I used to <laughs> in place. What have you done? Um, it is gonna... Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna get a little a little bit arrogant and it's gonna try to grapple Violet. It's gonna start to just coil around. Okay. So you can make Oh wait, mirror image. Yes. So he's going Roll to D four. We're going to determine which Violet it tries to grapple. Two. Okay, so that fades. Okay. He coils around and the mirror image violet's like, no, no <laughs> And the Steelix is like oh! And then looks down and sees three more and goes, Trickery! Yes. Oh, and Violet, all of you just get a little a little Jamerson Mangrum. Perfect. So, for the context of this, mm -hmm. on the next D4, now a 1 or a 2 would hit, and a 3 or 4 would dissipate a copy? I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, basically, if it if he ever rolls the same result again, it'll Got actually it. hit okay. you. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. But that's Steelix. He tries to crush and kill one of the four violets around. Okay. Um, and we jump down to Boomer. All right, Boomer. Just in no. case, is going to try to go for a pluck attack a pluck on attack. Steelix. Okay. Go for a pluke. Plink plonk. Uh, 15 to hit. 15 to hit. Uh, you do have a violet nearby, so you are flonking. Oh, okay. Uh, 15 will hit, but I'm just... Oh. Just so it's out there. Well, it'd be a 19 otherwise. Okay, that'll do. So we're going to pluck. Pluck. Uh, five. Uh, sorry, three flying damage. Three flying damage. And if Steelix has a berry, I'm eating it. Oh, all right. Just in case. Yeah. He does not have a berry, okay. but I like where your head's at. <laughs> Just, Just the tip case. of his tail is like a citrus <laughs> berry yeah. for later, and you're like, <laughs> I'm going to take this. All right, Boomer. Good stuff. Uh, Sand Slash, one trick pony, this guy. Uh, again, he's just, he has to, he's, he feels compelled to take out Boomer because he's just been trying to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And at this point, that's also bad. That's a 14 again. Okay. Um, he just can't get in. Doing his job. Yeah. But Boomer is so good. He, yeah. He's read he's Sun like Tzu's Art of War and he's yeah. like, my foe is of choleric <laughs> temperament. I will irritate him. <laughs> Feathers. Yeah. And he's like, I can't. Heard it. This is garbage. Violet. Violet. Yes, Violet is going to summon her inner strength. She is focusing. She is glowing Violet, and she's ready to Make break these stay, fists Murph. out one more time. Make him stay, Marv. Come on. Six more attacks. Oh, my God. There you go, buddy. Let's go. Uh... 10 is the lowest, and then an 18 otherwise. Okay, everything but the 10. Okay, so f five hits. Five hits doubled. Do you, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could do 100 damage. In theory, yes. In a, in a ridiculous world, you could do 100. There's one oh, right there. There's four, and then five. Holy cow. 
7, 8, oh 15, 20, 30. Oh, wait, sorry, yeah. 30, 35, doubled to 70. In a truly incredible turn of events, Violet, your foe is not even bloodied. As you size him up and go... And then spin on... You turn to walk away and then... <laughs> right across the chin. Steelix just crumples. He had 122 hit points, and you put him to 123 damage. Kill him by one. Oh, he's down. He's down. Okay. He's done. It's nice, over. Nice. Goodbye. Nice. Okay. Um, I've... <laughs> I was sitting there going, he's in the green. He's probably fine. <laughs> Never mind. Violet is not the same as she once were. Uh, okay. Well, the last of the Diego boys will emerge. This is a new face for Joel. Okay. Um, it is an amber-colored elephant. Okay. About about yay big. Okay. Bigger than I can stretch my arms. Um, for anybody from Amber Crag, it's a familiar face. It's a Don fan. Okay. But there's something off about it. Okay. It said it's coated in amber. Yeah. Okay. And it's it it hits the uh, the roof and it's like. And it's primed and ready to go. Um, but it's Boomer's turn before it gets to do anything. Yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah. Um, Violet, real quick, just has like this wave of con uh, being content and like, all right. Serenity now. Yes. I am vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I got my vengeance. Uh, <gasps> Boomer is gonna let rip a bullet seed onto. Okay. Uh, you know what? You know what? He's gonna try one more time to do a feather dance on the last two combatants because neither of them are affected by this, and they need to make deck saves. Okay. Dextrity. Sand slash. Ten. Oh, sand slash was already affected. Yes. Donfin. Oh, that's true. Crit. Jesus. The amber die is three for four today. Right. Well, we did our best. We did our best. And it's one non-20 was a 16 on rollies. <laughs> it's rolling hot today. The Donfin is completely serene. It's like, I don't care. Uh, you cannot You cannot get in my head. The same is like, why won't you die, please? It's going to go after Boomer again. No, it's worse. He's in his own head, man. He can't figure it out. He's like, it's a bird. Why? Why? And Boomer's just... <laughs> Don Fan. The Don... The Don Fan. The Don. He's a Don. The Don sees Boomer. Tucks into a roll. And comes towards you. At maximum pace, he gets a 23 to hit. Wow. He deals a lot of damage. 12 rock damage. Jeez. Already doubled. You're okay. okay. 12 rock damage, and then we increment the die. <gasps> so if he hits next turn, 
It'll do a D8 instead of a D6. As the Don fan slams into you, Boomer, it is like being hit by a building. Okay. This guy is just incredibly dense. Okay. Violet. All right. Violet is going to do another Comet Punch. Okay. Um, And Monty's going to be paying close attention to the damage that is received Mm -hmm. because we don't know what typing this may be. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, in this case, we can experiment with potentially high damage. Because uh, we're only going to make three attacks this time. Okay. You can also, um, you can sub in steel or grass if you want to get fancy. Because you're holding the, you have the, we're gonna, the blade yeah, equipped. We're going to stick with fighting okay. for right now because we don't know. We're going to just be attuned to the damage that is taken. You got it. Three attacks. We've Go got biggie. a, a well, I'm assuming she would need to move on this, so... Uh, he's right up on Boomer, so you don't have to move too far. Okay. So, 12? 12 will miss. Okay. So, and then what about a 21? That's, yeah, that's okay. pretty good. So those two will oh, hit Oh, shoot, then. bro, no. That. <laughs> you overshot him. Two hits for five fighting damage. Five for fighting. Okay. And Monty will watch. Very good. Astutely. Monty, this hits perfectly averagely. Okay. It's a good hit, but... There's no no Kay. fluctuation in the damageio. Okay. Just hits exactly as you might expect. Okay. Boomer Blumel. is going to do a bullet seed on the Don fan. Okay. So now we can knock out the grass typing. Now we're clocking. So we are going to do five attacks. Uh, woof. A nine. That'll miss. An 11. That'll miss. An 11. That'll miss. A 21. That'll hit. Okay, so two hits <laughs> of two. Two hits of two. For four These damage. hit potently. Okay. For eight. Excellent. You slam into it with grace. Okay. It is not happy about it, but it is there. We were thinking because it was amber, maybe it would be amber right and thus be a metal of sorts. So maybe mm. it was steel. So we wanted to try fighting first to see. These are true thoughts. Stratagems. Sand slash... Gives up on Boomer, not realizing the what will dance. happen. Okay. Spins to try to hit Violet, uh-huh. and there's just feathers around his eyes, causing distraction. And as such, he has disadvantage. Disadvantage. As he attempts to dig through some of the mud and kind of launch out towards Violet. Disadvantage. 14. He does. Why would he have disadvantage? Is that not the... Is that not what... Feather Dance? Feather Dance, does he does half damage. Does half? Okay, never mind. So we're going to ignore those. We'll just roll one. This is two. <laughs> okay. This is anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's I mean, irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we'll figure it out. I haven't seen Boomer in a while. Um, the Yeah, the Sand Slash leaps out towards Violet and just kind of like collides with the floor of Violet. You're like, ew, get off my leg. Gross. Don Fan. Roll out. Boomer. See if he hits. 17 on the die. Ooh, nails it. 17 on the die plus stuff. Incoming. 1d8 doubled of rock damage. It's 8. Dang. So that's 16 16. points of rock damage. He increments the die again. Dang, boy. Holy cow. The Don fan did this uh, for for Devin, too. It was freaking wild. Um, okay, but back to the top as the Don fan collides with your back, Boomer, once more, 
Violet. You're, this, is, this area is full of targets. Yes, it is. Um, Violet is going to hold her action and go after Boomer. Sure, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, Boomer. Boomer is going to bullet seed the Dawn fan again. Yeah. Hit him, hit him hard. Um, 14 misses, right? 14, no, 14 hits. Okay. So you just haven't hit him so yet. So four hits. 14 hits. Four hits of two, goes to eight, goes to 16. 16, very good. Very efficient. Okay, Don Fan, still looking okay. okay. Takes a bunch more hits, though. Some more mm -hmm. bullet seeds. Um, Violet. Violet. Is you, you held waiting. Yes, now, she <laughs> is going to... Uh, Attempt to, and maybe this is holding until Dawn Fan's turn. Okay. But she's going to do like a Samurai Quick Slash Leaf Blade yeah. in front as it rolls out towards Boomer to try to trip him up. Okay. So like interrupt the path and like slice the ball. Like if he's rolling this way, just go and okay. cut him as he goes. Okay. I don't know what that would do. I'm just, that's what I we'll want to see. do. We'll see if the, if the dice reflect the narrative. So yeah, hold that thought for a sec. Okay. Sandslash is going to try to hit you again, Violet. Okay. Um, there we go. Now he's okay. He's a 16 hit you. Yes. Okay. So he's going to do ground damage. Okay. Which I think is neutral to you. Um, he, he gets 14 ground damage. However, because your name is not Boomer, mm -hmm. Take it's half. halved to seven. Heck yeah. As he spins out towards you to claw out, Boomer, you just go... And a bunch of feathers clump right in front of his claws <laughs> as he's hitting Violet. And he's like, you. The Don fan is going to go for it. 14. It misses. So, rather thematically, Violet, go ahead and roll me, a, roll me an attack. Okay. Uh, 21 to hit. That'll, yeah. We're going to do... Uh, uh, Don fan freaking dies live during gym challenge. Two D twelve. I cry Everton. A nine and a one for ten grass. Okay. Double to twenty. Double to twenty. I would say that's pretty distracting. Um, if someone stabbed me for twenty damage, I don't know what that would reflect on a human. But as the Don fan is rolling towards Boomer. You see your moment, and all three of the violets are like, whoosh, and they all stab out three musketeers style. And then one of your illusions just kind of just gets phased through as Boomer. You just sidestep <laughs> as the Don fan goes through. You go, good show, Violet. As the Don fan rolls on past, resetting his rollout counter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Violet, it's it is you again. Heck yeah! Some held action sh chicanery. She's going to leaf blade him again. Follow up. Oh, yeah. A 17 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. 18 doubled the 36. 36, huh? 32. Oh, 30. no, 36. 36. Math. <laughs> All right. It's, it's looking bad. It's looking really bad. You're closing in. As you carve through him, he goes from, like, slightly bloodied to mortally wounded. <laughs> As the Don fan kind of skids around on his on his little, uh, little elephant feet. And he's like, you, you, Boomer. Doot, doot. 
Kaka, doot, doot. You, you haven't hit since. Like, yeah, I know. He's got full health. They were instructed he's to double done, up on them. He's done. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> he's just like blink. Double up on him. All right. So really, uh, we got two 11s okay. and then an unnatural 20. Okay. So three hits. Three hits. Two would be six double to 12. Six double to 12, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. You've left him with a sliver. <laughs> A, a false, hollow fraction of life. <laughs> He's barely still up. The Sand Slash <laughs> sees Violet and is like, My claws are coated in feathers! Ah! And just lunges towards Boomer. It's a two! <laughs> <laughs> he slips in the mud Hilarious. and is like, Please, I have to do this. You don't understand. He's just, he's just crying. <laughs> like, ah! The Don fan runs over to Violet and swings his trunk out, aiming for the sword in your hand. He's going for a knockoff. Ooh, that's cool. Got a little bit of tech. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. That'll do that. So what he's going to do is less damage. He hits you for seven dark and the sword falls from your hand and kind of clatters onto the ground. Okay. Now, it's kind of funny because you can just use part of your movement to like, mm -hmm. just pick it up. But the Don fan's like, kind of taunts out towards you. It's got like three hit points. But he's like, face me, marauder. Um, we jump to Violet. New, freshly disarmed. Yeah, Violet's going to just punch him. Yeah. He wants, he wants a hero's death. Uh, six attacks. <laughs> He's not looking good for the Don fan. Uh, no crits, thankfully, for him. Uh, the lowest is a 12. That will miss. Then a 15. That'll hit. Okay, so five hits. <laughs> oh, no. He's, uh, got, he's got three hit points. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Let's see what happens. One, two, well, three. I think you'll four. get him. Yeah, no, I but will. I'm really curious how much you. Yeah, S same a little bit. All right. Oh, knock off! Wait. What? You got a four for your mirror image. Oh, that would have missed. So it misses. So he knocks the illusory blade out of a violet. Okay. And then the other violet, you're like, huh. Now's so you can take chance. your hit points back. Okay. Well, uh, violet but is going to... It was funny. <laughs> Violet's going to just leaf blade him. Okay, then. yeah, we'll just make it easy. Yeah. Uh, you can use... You just you just use one of your hits, probably. Might, might miss. Yeah. Nope, it didn't, though. 22. It, <laughs> it might miss, except I didn't. <laughs> For seven grass damage. Seven. A nice finish. There you and, go. And she'll... Come out and then instead of doing a full slice, just goes donk in the floor. <laughs> just and you don't right even draw it all the way. Right just clock him in the, the noggin. Right back in the yeah. sheet. <laughs> you you do the thing where the samurai goes, but you don't actually do the full draw. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. like you hit him with like a register drawer. Yeah. Ah, like, oh. right. The forehead, Don Fan crumples, leaving a very distraught sand slash. Who's like, guys, you can't leave me out of here by myself. Please. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, 
Violence, you down the Don fan. Boomer, the fresh sand slash covered in <laughs> feather and tears. That's your go. He will go <laughs> for a pluck, just in case. Oh, man. We gotta oh, try. Okay. We gotta try. Unnatural 20 to hit. Unnatural 20 to hit, huh? Yep. Okay. 2d8 minus 2 <laughs> gets me to 5 damage, and if he has a berry, I'm eating it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, Boomer. Yeah. The next water attack that hits you deals <laughs> half damage <laughs> as you pluck his berry. <laughs> he had nothing but the berry. And Moonraker never tried to hit him. They. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Alright, how much damage did you do? Uh, five. Five? Yeah, not a lot. Not even, he just... <laughs> Alright, as you eat his berry, the sand slash completely distraught just leaps forward. I'm laughing too hard. Oh, man. It's an 11. <laughs> Boomer, you steal his lunch. And he jumps out. And just falls over. Uh, Violet. Violet fights with honor. Oh. She's gonna pass her action. Really? Yeah. Oh, you, that's messed up. One man. on one, dude. All right, Boomer. One v one. Boomer's gonna go for a bullet seed. Okay. <laughs> he stole his lunch, <laughs> and now you have the enhanced. All right, please, please. That's just wrong. Please. Uh, darn. Nine uh, is the lowest. Okay, that'll miss. Then a sixteen. That'll hit. So we have four hits. Four hits. For two. They deal double. Because you ate a berry. Yes. So they that, now deal four uh -huh. as a base, which means they deal eight. Uh huh. Then you hit four times. Four times. 32 grass damage. 32 grass damage. <laughs> oh my god. Well, he's still alive. He's he's still okay. He's not even bloodied. But he's, his ego is destroyed. Oh man. Um. Okay. He's, he's going to do the only move he's got access to. Try to hit you with the second half of Dig. <gasps> 19. That'll hit. He hits. All right. On the bright side. Seven. Halved to three. <laughs> As he hits you with turn two of Dig without getting any extra benefits because he can't dig into the concrete roof. <laughs> Violet. It's Boomer's turn. <laughs> <laughs> you just go. Yes. Excellent. Excellent just, job. Yes. <laughs> Step aside and for Boomer. Boomer's bullet seed. Oh, no. Uh, this one's... Uh, ooh, we got a 9, no. a 13, no. and a 12. No. And then two that are above 20. Yes. So... 16? Yes. All right. Look at that. All right, now he's now he's below half. As <laughs> you pepper him with more seeds from his own lunch, <laughs> you're shooting him with the leftover trash from his lunch that you stole. He, in in a fit of despair, he closets you again. Verse sixteen. He oh, can't nice. he can't pierce the feathery armor. <laughs> 
Monty's right. gonna call back Violet and swap back out for Moonraker for standby. Okay, so Moonraker will come back. Even out. if Moonraker wanted didn't wanted to attack, it won't be his next one to be the one after. Okay, correct. So, yeah, so okay. Moonraker will come back out. Violet will go away. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All of the violets get called back to the yeah. ball. The same such is like, just let me die. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, boomer. Uh, woof. Uh, does a 15 hit? A 15 hits. Okay, so three hits. Okay. 24. 26 and 24. Oh my god, you monster. Um, so he, you've done 77 damage to him. He has 78 hit points. Oh, nice. So now he has one. Okay. As you go, and just spit him in the face. <laughs> it's, it's his turn, and he sees Moonraker fly out, and he's like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> I just want to hit this bird. an 11. It's a 5 on the die. You can't hit Boomer. For shame. <laughs> Alright. The only way he lives is if all of these oh. bullet seeds miss. Uh-oh. Uh no. Doesn't look one like of them. they did. One of them. Two of them did. Two of them hit for oh. another 16. Alright, Boomer. Put this guy out of his misery. Uh, so <laughs> he's yeah. just been peppering him with bullets yeah. all day. I'll say. And uh, Sandslash came in for another miss, and Boomer just kind of like puffs up his chest real big, um, takes like a, a big inhalation uh, as if he were in a serious situation, as what we've been saying we're trained to, yeah. but recognizes that he's on his last legs, and then just kind of just, and then two little <laughs> seeds come out, and... And then he tilts his head back up, and the rest of the seeds come up, and then kind of like pop like little fireworks, <laughs> little itty bitty ones. I like it. Bugs Life fireworks. Put some good sauce on there. Some good sauce. All right. Okay. At long, long last, Monty and Titania now. As your team s floats triumphantly, flapping their wingies, the sand subsides, giving you a more clear image that Boomer is firing off fireworks in a casual victory before Sandslash kind of hauls himself to his feet. Uh, Diego just starts kind of like clapping and cheering, and he'll head over to Monty and Titania and kind of kneel down to Monty's level. It was very well handled. And he's like talking really so he's yeah. like, do you <laughs> understand <laughs> me? And he's like, give Milo my regards when you're back home. But until then, I think you've earned this. And he'll pull out the turf badge. Okay. And yeah. he'll kind of just kind of get a little spit shine for you. Here you go. They'll hand it out for your little talent. And Monty will hand it to Boomer and yeah. take off the pack and have him put it on All before right. they have a similar celebration for Shimmer from the previous gym. All right. Boomer will shunk, pop it in there, and your little your little mailbag just kind of goes, <laughs> shimmers a little bit as you get it. All right. As Diego kind of stands up and whistles couple of the quagsires come back you guys sticking around for a while or on to the next one for you 
Um, it, what time of day is it? It's like a little bit late in the day. I I like to imagine they they tackle Alluvia at like nine a.m. and get to Wadalonga at like noon, okay. and then they hang out for a couple hours, probably like four or so five. So we will have a celebratory dinner for the team at the Cajun Croconaw, and then um maybe rest up on the roof of it tonight and then get ready to fly on to the next one tomorrow because this was a fun victory we after two in a day they deserve the celebration and also knowing that this is one of the very few places where Arjan can truly stretch his talents with someone that can actually speak to him it's a a good opportunity to just uh, lay low for the night before we leave at dawn. Yeah. Red sky at morning. Very good. So, as as this battle has been going on, mm-hmm. Arjan, <laughs> you and Maestro kind of take to the kitchen and, and he starts showing off some of the spices and things that he's got. And he, he kind of holds out a little a little cup for you and he goes... I've I stumbled upon some wasabi. What's wasabi? Extremely hot and spicy. Oh, okay. But I thought you might like it. And he'll kind of like make a little Tupperware. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of click it shut. He's like, but I am curious what you would make in the kitchen. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. if I were to show you sort of what we have going on, a whole array of vegetables... We do have some fresh fish. We have some shrimp. They are swimming very close to the to the Cajun crocodile as we speak. Okay. They are swimming about. I am curious where your brain takes you. Okay. And I am here for advice. Okay. If you need any. Okay. I would like to have do a perception check at who would be eating it. Um unless it's just Maestro. It's right now it's just you and Maestro. He's okay. like a Cook for yourself. Okay. Got it. Hmm. So, thinking it over, (laughs) Arjan would go for a fishy dish. A fishy dish. That he would try to use some of this wasabi with. Okay. And make quite a spicy fishy filet okay with a little side of uh like slaw or something uh some with some of the veggies and use some citrus on it because it'd be a good neutralizer for the fish dish and it might complement it well okay that's what he would Okay. That's make what sounds little, tasty. Make to some him. like fish fillets. Some spicy. You know he's he's gonna uh, he's gonna fry it. He's gonna make it a crispy a crispy fish fillet. A spicy okay. crispy, buttery flaky crisp. Yeah. Okay. Um, Maestro will slide you um, some like breadcrumbs to kind of put on there so you get that nice little breading on there if you want it. Yeah. And he'll he'll like shoot some little bit of fire out his schnoz and. Uh, Crisp it up. Okay. Mom and dad texted you. So what we'll do is... 
I'm looking at I'm looking, I'm looking up I'm looking up fish recipes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna say he goes for wasabi crusted baked fish fillet. Okay. With ho- hoisin sauce okay. and lime zest to On get the, that yeah, citrus in yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, yeah. citrus kick. So what I would love to see mm-hmm. is Maestro will grant you advantage. Okay. Because he'll help you with this. Okay. But I would love to see um, how you kind of throw this together. Okay. Um, so as we know, there's not really like a cooking check, but yeah. you do have the amberite skillet. Yep, I have that right there. I was which ready will give to you use your it. extra bonuses. Yep. So go ahead and make some kind of cooking roll. Okay. And so, you can use intelligence or wisdom or if you want to throw some decks on there. Okay. So just let me know what you're thinking. He is uh I'm glad you mentioned it. Cause I do have I did have the stats up for my Amberite walk. He's gonna Good. whip that out. Yeah. He is going to put a little oil in there and he is going to uh cover the fish in some of those breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. a little bit of batter, some of that wasabi to get a nice spicy crunch. He's gonna put it in that oil, right? Yeah. And he's gonna try to move it back and forth to get it kind of covered in this oil, simmered a little bit. And then he's gonna let loose a little flame and the oil will all kind of catch fire and he can flip it over a couple times. Okay. Now throw me Okay. Um dexterity. Okay. You have advantage. Maestro will help you. They're natural twenty. Yep. All right. You you manage a, a pretty tricky maneuver for one as small as ye. Yeah. As you. But he's so excited. And as you flick it up, and the oil kind of carts through there, you let out this brilliant gout of flame to just kind of just sear it, just so. As it lands back down, and you just kind of continue. Maestro's like ready to help, and is like, very good. As you kind of. It's getting a nice looking sear. It's looking yeah. really good. He likes it. A little, he likes it. Uh, where you got to cook it fast for Arjun because he still likes it juicy, but he wants the edges to be almost a little burnt. Um, so he's gonna he's cooking for himself. So it's gonna be a spicy thing, and then uh, he's gonna kind of let that sit for a second and okay. uh, go over and chop up some of the veggies to make his side slaw. All right. Um, as you're cooking. Maestro just kind of just kind of sits back to watch as you're performing just the most elegant dance through the kitchen as you start to kind of prepare your sauce and make sure that everything's ready to roll as you start instinctively just reaching out grabbing more and more things throwing it in there you get these perfect like lime wedge slices you're putting a little a little like extra zing and a little extra zest on there uh, maestro to his surprise as you're kind of chilling in there arjun you start to sort of grow into your element as you're kind of carving through this place darting your body starts to elongate mm. and your snout gets a little bit closer as you're kind of kind of tasting ever so slightly as you finish your wasabi panko uh, breadcrumb crusted fish fillets, a thing that you and I would never go near. <laughs> sounds disgusting. <laughs> it sounds really gross, but who knows? Arjun, as you kind of like finish off the final zests to this and rise to your true height as a quilava, you take a moment to breathe in this dish and you look to Maestro 
And he just gives you like a very, very stern but friendly nod of like a true master at work. He will take a seat at the sort of chef's table and motion for you to sit across. As you carry your your dish now appropriately sized to you, you're like, so this is what it's like to, <laughs> I can reach things. You kind of slide it over there. He'll hand you some utensils and then be like, who's to care? And just kind of slide them to the side. Please enjoy your beautiful meals, my friend. And he will. Arjan, as you empower yourself in such a way, the wasabi hits your senses and thoroughly enhances your fire output capabilities. And your taste buds come alive and your smell buds are overloaded. <laughs> As it just truly becomes apparent to you just how capable you are mm -hmm. when you give yourself, like, real true ingredients. You've been cooking in the manor a lot. Yeah. But there's something about... Not using fake ones. Yeah, just yeah. fresh, locally sourced. Obviously, yes, you could imagine something that would taste this good in there. But you didn't even know what you were missing. Because mm -hmm. you were like, oh, get a lemon, whatever. As... As Maestro's been walking you through, like, you've got a Fisk Fishery halibut mm -hmm. that you're kind of carving through as your base, and you're like, oh, I got to remember this. And mm -hmm. you kind of start to take some mental notes. You've got the freshly sourced wasabi, literally homegrown on Maestro's arm. Um, you've got limes that are grown in the sort of greenhouse from Wadalonga. Everything's local. You've got the fish market stuff that's still kind of that has survived and floated in and you're starting to take all these notes and you feel your brain just kind of start to expand. Um, your intelligence goes substantially up in conjunction with your evolution, rising from a humble six to a beautiful 13. Oh, wow. As okay. in conjunction with the sort of evolution that you've gone through, you've gone through a culinary revolution and you're now fully expanding your thoughts and ready to tackle any future culinary challenges. As you finish your incredibly spicy dish mm -hmm. of fish, a fish dish, Monty and Titania make their way back in. Okay. And see the new and improved you. Yeah. As you very confidently just are kind of looking over your meal and you're like, why shouldn't I enjoy it? And mm -hmm. you just kind of just start chewing on it. It's surprisingly good. You did a great job. So well done, Arjan. Great job, Arjan. That was awesome. Um, I imagine the two of them and the whole team would run up and celebrate and immediately start like i want some food <laughs> yeah yeah I they're like we've got food. a we've got a legendary <laughs> hunger as maestro will kind of look you up and down with your new size look over to the wall and kind of size you up against himself mm -hmm. you're about the same height now he'll grab a, a a loner chef hat for you and a little uh the little like kind of chef apron coat thing. apron and a a little red and green scarf that he'll kind of 
loop mm. around your neck, give you the little ascot tie-off. Nice. And he's like, now we can cook. And All he'll right. kind of suit up himself, and he's like, let us take what you've learned and cook for your friends. As you, as you hit the, uh, you hit the chef books again. Nice. Um, Arjun's gonna have a a a bit of a, uh, mental process through cooking this dinner. Like he's mm -hmm. so excited. This is, like, so in his element. And part of him really just wants to stay here and keep doing this because this mm -hmm. is like his passion yeah. and like to be able to do this for this community but um in seeing like <gasps> Grover <laughs> come here come on you just you, you gotta just deal with it for a couple minutes Grover boy uh in cooking and seeing all of uh his teammates and friends at the table and they're all excited to see what he can cook. Everyone's riding high. Like, it's just been a good day for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of sees Maestro working his way here at the Cajun Croconaw. And he's like, this, as fun as this is and as great as it is, this isn't my place. My place is with them. And if anything, we'll go to the next town and I might be able to learn something new there. So it's it's reassuring for him that he's in the right place. Yeah. Maestro will... He's pretty insightful. As he sees your, your heart torn betwixt two avenues. My friend, Arjan. The, this kitchen, this place, these people. They are my people. These are yours. And he'll motion to... Titania and Monty and Boomer and Eunice. But our doors, they're always open to you. You can return anytime. It is always a pleasure to cook with one such as yourself. And you will always be Arjan, my friend. You are always welcome. I appreciate it. I... My culinary adventures have almost exclusively existed here other than um, kind of our, our camp base so to speak and I've, I've never made advancements nearly as fast or as fun as when I'm here so I thank you for opening your kitchen to me and I hope one day I'll have a place where you can uh come to my restaurant and and eat there I look forward to helping out in your kitchen next time thank you maestro no thank you Arshan he goes before you trot off to sleep I have a gift for you I think you're ready for it he'll walk over and grab a small bottle of wine kind of slide it your way the human tongue is not accustomed to this but <laughs> okay. it is also meant to cook with okay. and uh, use it sparingly and remember one for the dish one for the <laughs> chef I appreciate this greatly and uh, you can see on there it says Maestro's Winery 
Oh, that's cool. Uh, Arjan will reciprocate in kind and give him some of the spices he has gotten from distant towns. Yeah. And give him a little bit and say, here's uh, some foreign flavor. Maybe he can cook up a special to cheer it up around here. I look forward to it. Well, my friend, I will not keep you any longer. But don't be a stranger. Return anytime. Thanks for everything. And he'll give him a big old hug. Yeah, it's reciprocated. Now that you're the same size, he's not worried about like crushing you. He's yeah. like, I am so proud of the chef you have become, my friend. And he'll scurry off and uh, listen to the team and get the full laydown of how the gym went. And then also kind of share his experiences here as... The, the the squad's in a good place right now. They are. Just in a good place. It's going well. Yeah. As our camera pans back down into the dark Scion tunnels below the Laris region. Milo Ruder. Yeah. As you're walking. With Wadsworth. With Wadsworth. Yeah. Okay. Wadsworth is out. The collective glow of your two stones giving the immediate area around you, a beautiful sort of amethyst and yet also partially green glow. Just sort of being influenced by your two presences down here. The Venom Queen was not lying when they said you would probably not run into anyone down here. Mm -hmm. It is quite vacant. But there is a chance. <laughs> You're saying there's a chance. Are you going to spin around and uh, no, no, look no. for... No. As you're as you're tracking along, following the general location that you're headed towards, where Thuaban is known to be, you do start to feel a bit of a rumble in the earth around you, um, a familiar rumble to you, though in the past not so welcome, but in the current moment it's not entirely unwelcome. Uh, but you do eventually arrive at a similar sort of spiral ride up. Okay. And that sort of faint spectral tether of Thuaban's essence seems to be stationary at the top. Okay. So we're getting closer. You are getting closer. We might be right up this little bit here. It does seem to be the case. Hold on one second. I'm just writing a bunch of stuff yeah. down. Oh, you gotta, you gotta do Okay, I just need to do one thing on here before I forget. I do it here. Yes. And then just remind me we'll we'll tune up Arjan a bit more later. Um, I have Pokemon inventory, so I'm adding Maestro Wine to Arjan's inventory. Yes, the Maestro. Never forget. Okay. Never forgive. I am ready. So we're okay. we're we're a stone's throw away. The yes. signal's getting stronger. Yes. He's potentially right up this ledge. Yes. Um. Uh, throughout this walk, I would kind of uh, be talking to Wadsworth. I'm sure he's been like out for these conversations and yeah. 
um, kind of going into this meeting with everything we've heard in mind. And I'm going to ask him, mm -hmm. although it is on me as a player, I'm not like asking you to do anything for me. Yeah. Um, just me framing it for while I have the conversation, if I'm more focused on hearing what he's saying and formulating my next question or whatever, I want Wadsworth to focus on his responses as to how they overlap with previous Scion responses in terms of what similarities, what other differences we're getting and focus on it from that aspect. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of our mentality going into this meeting. Okay. Very good. Wadsworth will prime and ready all of his insightfulness. Have it queued up and good to go. As the two of you reach the sort of top of this spiral ramp, similar to the one that you crawled down to get down here. And similar, again, you see a threshold of light as you reach these sort of ambient levels of cave lighting that would reach out into the open expanse that is the canyon outside of Xantha. There is just a cave opening where light is pooling in, but it does not reach past the certain threshold. You step through that. Your eyes go from that kind of monochrome with purple to back to normal. You pass through that little threshold. And coiled up in that cave is the massive... Steelix, that on more than one occasion did attempt to potentially maul, if not worse, you and your friends. Uh, I will approach, but I will wait for it to speak first. Mm. The head just... <sighs> like the creaking of gears... And if I had the robot filter on here, <laughs> that is how the Steelix okay. sounds. Interesting. But I will spare everybody the annoyance of the robot voice filter for the next 20 to 40 minutes. That'd be kind of cool. I wonder if we could do that. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to my cave. It will coil its head down towards you, and this thing is humongous. Every other time you've seen it, you've been kind of on the run. You've never had time to fully examine sure. quite how large this thing is. Yes. As it coils in and around itself several times, that large steel and diamond jaw just rests on the ground before you. Mm -hmm. Greetings. Hello. Uh, I recognize you. I don't know if you recognize me beyond my title. You... You have been in my caves before. Yes. You were not alone then. No. But you are now more than man. We may converse... Got it. Well, I'm sure you're, uh, well, I shouldn't assume. Have you been in contact with the other Scions or Guardians or? They don't get out here much. So are you at all familiar with the impending war and chaos? Or no? In a sense. Okay. Well, 
What's your take on it? How do you currently plan to proceed? I preside over this canyon and the surrounding region. When the trees grew over, none intervened. Why should I assist anyone when the opposite is true? The trees fade to white and fall like ash on the ground of your world. Okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. What do you think is going to happen when this begins? The same that has been happening. The corruption of organic life. So, is this thing that's going to begin the invasion with this corruption, is this a new a new type to you? Or is this... Have you come into contact with this typing before to know that it wouldn't affect you? It has been around for millennia. Mm. However, it has never presented as it does now. It was created in response to the sun's attempt at incursion. Okay, so uh, back in the day when the previous human champion and uh, Mut oh god, hold on. Mutahadith Kathir. Yes, Mutahadith Kathir. When the previous champion and the Mutahadith Kathir were sealed up by Greengate, as someone who presides over two stones, did you have any involvement in that? The creator may invoke our elements as they wish. Got it. If it was their desire, spires of power could appear anywhere at any time. Do you think that if they wanted to, they would be able to do that to this new moon being? It is doubtful they would intervene in the birth of a child. But if they wanted to... It would be within their power. They have created all they could destroy all. It is unlikely they will make an appearance. Fair enough. Just curious. Um, Are you at all familiar with the beings that are on our planet that are from a different timeline or universe? I am not. No? Okay. I have spent much of my existence avoiding humanity. Do you Their have any... experiments have been quite damaging to our kind. Yeah. Did they do experiments on you? They did. Was that how you became made of metal? Yes, metal and more. Uh, I'll put on my goggles at this point to see if I can tell what the and more is without having to ask. Yeah. Steel, rock, and then a bit of sort of energetically dead space. 
surrounding the jaw. As the like jaw is made of diamond. Oh, okay. Um, this is a bit presumptuous, but if we had the ability to revert the added steel, is that something you would... I would gladly return to my prior form. Okay. Okay. Um... Are you familiar with any uh, scion or guardian of the normal stone? Thick die. I am not. Its location has been lost to those of my ranking. Interesting. Because I think... Uh... That might help you return to form. Perhaps. Do you have... Are you currently guarding any kind of steel-type stone as well, or is it just the rock and fire? The... steel spire was taken by humans long That's ago. That's true. That's true. I did know that, and I forgot. Okay. Got it. In the absence of the fire scion, I have taken it upon myself to watch over the roots. Are you actively seeking a new scion, or is that something that needs to be born like the, the moon creature? That is beyond my capabilities. I cannot do any more than wait. Got it. When a new fire scion arrives or the old one resurfaces, I will return to my normal duties. Who was the previous fire scion? He was Google translating very quickly. <laughs> because this will be a new name for you. Yamil Himayatan, Firewalker in your tongue. Cool. He ascended to a higher state of being. Oh. He and his brother and sister, though his sister remains in this world. Who's his sister? Almu Harir, Rainmaker in your tongue. Sorry, wrong one. Scratch that. Sani Almatar. That's a different person. Take note of that last one. That's R Rainmaker? Yes. Um, hmm. Okay. When you say ascended, <laughs> what does that mean? They are no longer a physical being. Like they passed away? They are a spiritual one. 
in your tongue. I believe the word is ghost or god. I am uncertain. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> they are not dead. They are more than alive. Would there be any way to get in contact with them? If I knew how, I would not be here. Fair enough. Do you know if there's a way to reliably contact the the Rainmaker, Samil Amatar? If you were to go where they frequent, they would likely appear to you now. Okay. They are quite fond of humanity, despite all they have done. Yeah, uh, I'm... I'm thinking they have, uh, humans have their third sibling. And it might be interesting to team up and try to rescue them. Mm. Any port in a storm, I believe, is something your people say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um... Have you been around for any or have heard of any instances of stones exploding? I was quite close by when a spire of firestone was detonated by humans. That was the recent one? Yes. Okay. They brought a beast made of metal. Yeah. I attempted to intervene. When I saw the destruction rot, I brought down their large flying machine. Oh, nice. Yeah, we were kind of nearby for that. I, I, I remember that, uh, that happening. That was uh, quite impressive. We were uh, able to defeat that human-made creature uh, that was breaking the stones. However, it's my belief that there's at least one more out there. And, uh, they may be looking for more, so. Uh, they are often looking to expand their power and control over nature with little regard for the damage they cause in their wake. But if you killed their machine, mm -hmm. perhaps I have judged you too harshly. You are owed more respect. Stimuta Hadith Kathir, Slayer of Metal Monster. That's a pretty cool name. Uh, so if the previous Fire Scion was this Firewalker, um... How come the Rainmaker isn't the Scion of the Waterstone? Similar to her brother. When one ascends to this level of spirituality, one cannot be ever-present. It is the belief of others that brings them back. Interesting. So, maybe it was, and then it ascended, and then, uh... Uh, Rabu took over, potentially? It is my strong belief. 
Interesting. So do you know who the current scion of the electric stone is? There are currently two in contention. One has yet to ascend like their brother and sister. Okay. The other is partnered with a human. Gotcha. Bahith Yasifa. Is the one with is partnered a human. with a human. Raklat al-Muhajim. The spark striker in your tongue. Can you say that one one more time? Raklat al-Muhajim. I am adding them to figures of interest as they are brought up. And I think you have that one? Uh, I am on the, the Mutahadith Kithir's list of science wardens and guardians. Okay. Then I will... At some point in the next couple of days, remind me, I will, I will add everything from here onto there. Okay. I don't know if I have that one you're talking about. I don't see that one on my list. Oh, you know why? Because I made that on yours. I switched to your Google Drive and made it. So I will... Okay. Remind me, and okay. I will give you this list. Because I've been updating this one thinking that you're seeing it. Gotcha. So that's... Okay. That's fine. Okay. Well, then I will slow down on that front. Okay. So... Hmm. I would like to present an idea to you and get your feedback and present a possible mutual arrangement to facilitate this. You use many words I am unfamiliar with, but you speak with confidence. Okay. So let me, I'll just, I'll just get into it. So I have this crazy idea that we can take several small chunks of stone and bring them together on this new lunar creature and detonate them. And from other accounts that I've heard, a detonation this powerful has the potential to open a rift in time and space where we can either have this creature go to and um, let them lay waste on a world that has already been wasted and or potentially do that but bring over that world's moon in order to either have a moon that won't hatch or have more time to figure out how we can incorporate this being into our world without throwing things out of balance. And so in getting these small pieces of stone, um, you know, you, you guard two of them and that might be helpful, but if we were able to find a way to work with the Rainmaker or the previous Fire Scion to get a new Scion or Guardian for Fire that would alleviate this role from you or find a way to remove your man-made metal shell and bring you back to your natural form, would you be willing to help us out with that goal? I would do all within my power if it is what you asked. 
Oh, like if I just asked you to give them to me, you would? Yes. Oh, okay. That's easy. Um... Do you think, in your opinion, if we were to just go to war with this new creature and, in theory, win, do you think life would continue on from there as it had? Or do you think there would be other detrimental effects? Because my concern is snuffing out an element is not good for anybody. It is my understanding during the Solar Rebellion when the Scion of the Sun was destroyed. The Sun itself still spins in the sky. Yeah. I get that, but I'm just concerned. It sounds like the moon is going to hatch, and similar to an egg, the shell is typically discarded or broken. My concern for your world, which is a word I do not use lightly. If you want it to survive, a war must be avoided. I agree. Okay. You cannot defend yourself against a weapon for which there is no defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, on that front, I would like to take you up on that offer to get some of those stones for potential detonation, but mm. I, I don't want them now. There's a... Like Tell I me the time and the place, and I will be there. Okay. As I said, there's other stone-seeking creatures out there, and the last thing mm. I want to be doing is toting them around and... Yes. I am aware of one such similar to the metal monster you felled. Have you come into contact with it? No, but I can feel it. Do you know where? It emerged to the southwest not but a few weeks ago. It has since traveled to every corner of the region, but never lingers long. I cannot pursue it on my own, for I know what it is capable of. True. And it contains already the power to destroy me. This is true. Um... It is... in a geographic sense not far from here it is on this continent but okay. regrettably its signal is clouded it, that's the closest pinpoint you have is this continent it moves frequently and there is something keeping it hidden like a cloak of sorts I am unable to say. I, well, I just mean like in terms of you're trying to get a read on it, but there's something like cloaking its signal, so to speak. It is more akin to a diglet poking its head above the ground. Got it. Okay. 
and then disappearing. Interesting. And reappearing further away. Interesting. Okay. I do not know how it does this. To my knowledge, it should not be possible. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I thank you for your cooperation. And, um, we'll be in touch soon. And, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can help you soon as well. Mm. That would be nice. If you wish to speak with the Spark Striker, mm -hmm. find the Bahith. Yes, Ifa. Okay. They are in close contact. Okay. Okay, I'll, I will do that. To find one would likely attract the other. Okay. I appreciate it. I have no more words. Okay. Um, let me think for a second. I don't think there's anyone in this context. Okay. I'll ask anyway. So, as someone who's uh, definitely more inclined towards the the rock type and slightly more towards the fire type, do you have any suggestions for Pokemon of those types to get stronger or... Um, a place we can go to train or items that would benefit in the coming times? There is a spire of rock in the large hills to the south. I believe your word is mount. If you look closely, you will find it. My son is present there. His powers are not as great as mine, and we have been apart for a good long while. But if you head there, he will enhance the earthen powers held within. Got it. Um, for my knowledge, is son figurative or literal? Literal. Okay. And earthen being rock and ground. Mm -hmm. It is a human ideal to separate the two. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, that is very helpful. And uh, again, thanks for your time. And mm. we'll be speaking soon, but hopefully not too soon. I will await further instruction but will not leave this place unless I receive it. Okay. And uh, we will bow our way out. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to make my way to the surface. Yeah. You're like mid-wall of a canyon. 
Okay. Very difficult to access this cave even by accident. Okay. So we so, could like fly up yeah, from there. Okay. It's it's like a hundred or two hundred feet down and like a hundred feet above you. And then you just have this like eight foot opening in the cave that the Steelix itself there's no chance it could get out of without okay. destroying. Okay. Um the two things that I would really like to do mm-hmm. is take a look to see if I can get a sense for his son to the south. Okay. Just a general directional check. Yeah, give me some kind of intelligence or wisdom. Okay. Uh, 24. Yeah. Yeah, you're able to pinpoint kind of similar to where Bentley described that he went with Manny. Okay. Uh, Back on the Sierras, regrettably, um, there is a very faint rock and ground element there. Together. Yes. Okay. Although when you were there, it was largely masked by the potency of the poison. Okay. But you were also looking to hone it. Um, and then going off of his intel that potentially the Oni is on the continent, I want to see if I can spot any sign of a multi-typed not in a, like a rock ground, but like having steel and electric, like a weird set of combos in any direction. Okay. Um, my immediate concern in hearing this, and I'm going to be thinking about this while I'm looking, because I want to look where I know that all the other tots are specifically, because the way that he described it moves sounds very similar to our manner which makes me kind of think that we've been, like, transporting him. Like, maybe we were wrong about Ansem or Alnamir or something. The long play. And we missed something. <laughs> but the way that that's described is very manner-esque. So I want to just take a, a look in kind of those directions to see if I see some sort of weird combo. Um, Pick two types. Um... I'm going to do... Ooh, uh, do you do the gamble or do you do the... God. Because so far what everyone has described to you is they are aware of their yes. elements. And then they, over time, they just flicker in and out. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're gonna d- we're gonna do steel and poison because those are the last two we talked about. They kind of mm-hmm. both gave vibes that there were bits of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, as you focus upon steel and poison, give me two. Let's we'll call them uh, perception checks for now. One for steel, one for poison. So that being steel, it's a 17 on the die. The poison one's a three. Okay. Uh, if I add my perception, which mm-hmm. is wicked high, yeah. uh, it's a 31 and a 17. Okay. Focusing specifically on where the other tots said they would be. Mm-hmm. You know you just left D a couple days out at sea. Yeah. Um, no, no real change out there. Okay. Plus, I don't think anything with him would let off a strong enough signal for you to pick up at this range. Gotcha. Um, you know that Phoebe is an Ambercrag. Yep. And there is a whole mess of signal from Ambercrag. Okay. Um, there's a massive quantity of steel there right now. 
that might be causing it. But there's just a lot of signals there. Amber Crag is all lit up in rainbows. Okay. You know that your two lads, Bentley and CJ, um, basically said they were going to Amber Crag mm-hmm. and then to go look for stones. Mm-hmm. So without an exact location of where they might be, mm-hmm. you try to just sense out for poison or steel-type signatures any which way. And you manage to just catch the tail end of a poison signature mm-hmm. fade away exactly where a steel one emerges. Interesting. And that catches your your senses. And it's like that for a few moments before that steel one also fades into just this, the basic background like radiation noise of these stones. And where was that? Do I know? Um, for that, let's do... Give me a survival check. Still uses wisdom, so still should be really high, but... 17. 17, okay. You are able to place that, based on your location of being in a cave, signaling to where you might be, it is either Lake Lahana, Summerbury, Hillmouth, Falchester, Watalonga, or maybe Port Thalo, if the angle was just so. Jeez, that's huge. But based on where you're positioned in a cave wall, in that general direction as you're kind of mapping it out in your head, those are all of the towns in that direction, if it's in one. Hmm. And it's faint, and then it's gone. All right. Well, I guess I'll just have to try to keep an eye out for that to see where it pops up next so I can try to narrow it down. Um, Because, you know, if we can... If that's what it is, I like, I might be completely wrong. Like, I'll, I'll try to send some kind of warning, but it's so vague, it doesn't really help anybody. Where it's like, hey, watch out on you know, east of California. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere east of California, there's a vague danger somewhere. It's basically just like, the only thing is just stay, this is the equivalent of just like, stay on your toes still, but, yeah, um, yeah, I just have to keep an eye out and hopefully try to pin it down in the future, but, uh, I think, the next step is to go to Fola. Okay. As you and Wadsworth and, and Bullet kind of take a moment to just breathe and rest, you set off once more on Bullet back and fly towards Fola as the sun just starts to crest into the late evening for the day. You see these sort of big spire towers of Fola light up. It's far, but mm-hmm. it's flat land, so you've got a pretty good visual. As you fly off towards Fuller, that's where we'll leave Milo off for this one. So thank you, Mysterious. ladies and gentlemen, for watching, and we'll catch you in the next one.
With the turf badge safely in their talons, and a newly empowered Arjan brimming with pride, Monty and the team rest up in Watalonga before setting out for their next badge. Milo's discussion with the Snake of Stones gives him new direction as he sets out to find the Electric Guardians. If you enjoyed this episode of Boarding Party, please consider leaving a like on the video to show your support. If you'd like to see more of the Tots and stay up to date on the Lairs region, why not subscribe to the channel? If you'd like to help us out in other ways, you can follow the links in this video's description box to our Patreon. From there, you can join the discussion in our Discord server, or check out the post-show, Still Rolling, get a recap of every session with myself and the crew. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about Monty's take on the Watalonga Gym and Milo's discussion with Thulaban. Thanks so much for watching. Catch you next week as Bentley and CJ trek up the river and through the Amberite Sierras.